The most important thing in the world is family and love. John Wooden. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to the Hustle Show audio experience. Real, no-filter conversations with successful entrepreneurs where we go over the harsh truth nobody told you about being an entrepreneur. And now, your host, Christian Ariola. Hey, hustlers. Welcome to episode number 35 of The Hustle Show. Thank you, thank you, thank you so very much for tuning in on another episode of amazing entrepreneurial stories with no filter. These are real conversations and we bring you the hustle and we bring you all the struggles from these successful entrepreneurs. So I really appreciate you being here. And before we, we begin with today's episode, I want to say thank you for our sponsors today, YouTube Hustlers, my new mastery course to rank your YouTube videos to the top. Get early access to my beta program at thehustleshow.co slash YouTube Hustlers and Audible. Get a free audiobook download by visiting thehustleshow.co slash audiobooks. Thanks again for joining me on episode number 35, where we are going to share with you the amazing story of Richard Laver. In 2011, Richard and his wife Michelle set out on a mission to help their daughter Kate, who was born with cerebral palsy and weighed only 16 pounds when she was four years old. They faced with feeding tubes, numerous hospital visits. He searched and searched for a formula that offered a better nutrition to her daughter. After trying over 70 formulas, Richard eventually consulted a chef and a registered dietitian for guidance on creating a well-balanced meal in a bottle that will provide the nutrients and taste to help their daughter thrive. This is how Kate Farms was born. Prior to co-founding Kate Farms, Prior to co-founding Kate Farms with his wife, Richard was a professional tennis player. Entrepreneurship also ran in Richard's family as his grandfather owned a sporting goods and he was the person who built the famous Lavers International Tennis Court Resort in Florida. So I'm super excited to share this this story with you as it's very inspirational and you're going to you're going to hear all about Richard's journey, the struggles, the upsets, the ups and downs, and everything that we always talk about. So you definitely want to hear this episode all the way to the end as Richard Doss gives us some really inspirational tips for us hustlers, okay? And something to inspire you to go for that dream. And remember that all the show notes for today's episode will be available at thehustleshow.co slash THS35. And I also want to invite you to hit that subscribe button right now. Whether you're watching this on our YouTube channel or listening on our audio podcast experience, please hit that subscribe button right now. That way you don't miss any other episodes moving forward, okay? So without further ado, let's jump in the call with Richard. All right, Hustler. So on today's episode, we have Richard. Welcome, Richard. Hey, good to be here, Christian. Hey, I'm thrilled to have you here, man. I'm very excited to to share your story. You have quite of those fascinating hustling stories, uh, you know, that we love to share with people and we love to to show people how, you know, sometimes out of a necessity, out of trying to solve your own problem, you create a, a product that solves the problem and then you turn it into a crazy business. And yes. um, so I was reading a little bit about your show and, and I know that, you know, a little bit about Kate Farms and how it got started. But I want to hear from you. How did this? How did Kate Farm became real? What? What was? What is the story there? 
So Kate Farms is a company that was born out of dire necessity. It was not born in a boardroom. Uh, I needed to save my daughter's life. Uh, she was 16 pounds when she was five years old. She was suffering from cerebral palsy. And when she was five, she was diagnosed with failure to thrive, which I just couldn't get her to gain weight. I couldn't keep weight on her. I couldn't get her to do the fun things like go to the beach. She was losing her hair. She had all kinds of issues. And so we were desperate parents. We tried every commercial formula on the market and nothing worked. And so I was feeding my family all these beautiful foods and I couldn't feed my daughter that was on a feeding tube. Um, good nutrition. And so I went to the doctors and told them they had no other options for me. So I, I decided to hit the blender and went straight to my blender. And I said, what if I created the best shake possible? And I looked at the market, some of the offerings for athletes and some of the offerings for seniors. And it just didn't look like the market had evolved. It didn't look like the beautiful ingredients were coming into these uh, new products like they were other foods. And so that wasn't when we started the company, but that was the beginning stage at the blender and what would later become the company. And I can tell you more about that after the blender stage. I'll wait for your next question. That's awesome, man. And, and you know, it's like I said before, I mean, it's fascinating when, when entrepreneurs get their, their creativity out and trying to solve their own problem without even knowing because, you know, the, the, your story starts trying to solve your own problem without looking to monetize it yet. Like this was not intended to be a product. This was not intended to be a company that it is now, right? Well, that's exactly right. I mean, if you looked at my career prior to Kate Farms, I was always listening to shows like this. I was always in the bookstore looking for an edge, wanting to have a business, wanting to be successful like all of us do. I didn't get to go to the great universities. And so, and I never found that true success I was looking for. The one time I wasn't looking for it, it came to me. It's the weirdest thing in the world. And I linked it to the idea that, you know, you look at the way Starbucks was created, Howard Schultz, the way he feels about coffee is the way I felt about saving my daughter. And that was the one link that I wasn't able to get in my prior ventures to be able to, to want it so bad that I would swim across shark infested waters to save my daughter. And, and then, so to get to the blender, create a product within four weeks that was saving my daughter and taking her to school and then the school board came up to me one day and said, Mr. Laver, we, we you can't bring this in a mason jar to school your solution for your daughter. California law says you can't do that. And um, so I said, you're kidding me. So I had to put her back on these old formulas. And within two weeks, Katie was sick again, back in the hospital, desperate. She was, it's really was allergies that was affecting her. And so I decided to make a hypoallergenic shake and, and with plant proteins and superfoods, all these wonderful things that were happening in the world, no one was delivering. Like muscle milk was the, was, the, was the thing back then, four years ago when I started. And you look on the back of the ingredient label, you know, I don't know if you know all the things that you're eating. So it, it was good for its time, but there needed to be a better drink. So when Katie was well and she lost her wellness, I knew right then I had to start a company. And so I headed to the store. I went to a grocery store. It's not sexy. Started grabbing all the ingredients that I needed to for the daily Katie's drinks. And how am I going to build a company? And I'll never forget it. I was sitting there holding a sweet potato. And I said, I've got to rebuild her immune system. I've got to rebuild Katie's engine. And at that point, I went back and started to put together the assets to start a company. 
That's amazing. That, man. Was, that was a tough journey. Yeah, that was a tough yeah, for journey. sure. <laughs> but but that that passion that that passion was was the ingredient you've got to have. You must have that one ingredient, which is you are going to do anything it takes to win. And you know it's amazing. Partners come on, doors open, enemies fall down. Things happen when you have that one ingredient that everyone knows. You can see it when that person walks in the door. And I didn't have that with my prior ventures, and it's the one secret to success that I felt. That's amazing, and it's such a, a great gold nugget for everybody that that is listening. And it's one of the things that I always push that I've seen it firsthand. When you when you go chase success and when you go chase money, trying to monetize trends. It gets crazy and you really never, you know, you don't get to where you want to be. But when you follow the passion and when you, you, you know, what you do, what you love and you do it with, with all you got, like it's, it's incredible. All the doors that are open by themselves. Absolutely. And, yeah. and that is for a guy with no experience in building a drink this complicated. It was literally a, a million to one odds. I had to be able to bring on the partners and, And to be able to bring on the scientists and bring on the distribution partners and do these things. And it took two years to create this drink. I mean, I had no sales. Think about that. So most people quit. I failed on 50 batches. So, but I didn't have a normal threshold for winning and failure. I had to win, period. And, right. and yeah, and I think that, that a lot of people, I think that if they could link that type of passion to what they want to achieve, that's that get into something. They say, Oh yeah, get into something you love and you'll never have to work again. I don't believe in necessarily that. Okay. I believe in get into something you have to get done. What is something burning inside of you that you need to get done and, and building a superior plant-based shake that I could get with Kate and then share with the world um, became really intoxicating and became, uh, I saw the results. And so then I saw there was, thousands hundreds of thousands of kids out there that's amazing so you yeah. mentioned it took it took two years to to go from the blender to what you know a company you know started to monetize and everything uh, did you have any doubts that you could actually turn your your drink into a business into a company yeah because you know people take entrepreneurs and make them into superheroes but at the end of the day they're They're flawed. They're scared. They're like everybody else walking into an arena. And for me, the moment that I knew that I was all in, I'll never forget it. I was in a meeting with all these scientists and they couldn't believe the story that I, I had this guy that didn't have, a, I was a professional athlete, didn't have a background. And, and here I am with this solution and they're just sitting around a table wondering if they're going to take me on. And they work with the biggest companies like they're working with the biggest companies in the world, like Nestle and, uh, and, And they're looking at me and, and my friend sitting next to me and he goes, Hey Richard, um, they're not sure if you really want to do this. And I'm going to explain this to everyone. Um, Hey everyone, Richard's going to do this, whatever, whatever's at stake. And I'll never forget when all the people's faces around that table, when my friend said that they all said, Oh, okay, he's going to do it. And then I'll, I left there and I realized I was going to do it right then and there. I was going to up, overcome all these obstacles, make the drink, get, get the distribution, make the sales, whatever it took. I was going to do it. And, uh, and that type of, of, of will is important. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it sounds like you were, you, you had the motivation because you had, you had seen it firsthand in action and, and it had a, a great meaning for you, that product. Um, 
but you know emotionally during the first those first six months after the company was born and after the company was created how are those emotionally uh months for you well when you're you find a solution and you're excited and you go to market and the biggest thing is you have to make a decision i'd say to all your listeners you have to make a decision what business you're in are you in the business of making the best product in the world or building the wind hotel or whatever you're going to do in this competitive world you've got to create something great and if you decide you're you're going to start something start with the end in mind i'm going to create something great that every decision after that ha has its place so you have to have a defining moment in the end and then work back from there my defining moment was i'm going to create the best shake in the world period so all the subsequent things that have plant-based shake in the world and all the things after that that happened, the world wasn't so excited that I had this passion for my daughter, you know, that it's a very competitive world out there. And if you have a big category and you're not creating a better ping pong ball, you're creating something that's really important. A lot of people are happier there. So you're, you're going to have all kinds of the game now begins. I went out in the market. We were won awards. I had the press waiting for me two years. This guy is developing this thing. Um, next uh, uh, won the next award at Expo West it, all my dreams were coming true I had distribution on day one I had no sales no nothing and all these things happened well we grew so fast and then um, the competitive landscape changed people were trying to outflank me and uh, take up line time where I couldn't build the shake I mean this is a multi-billion dollar business and my love story for my daughter was great, great, Richard, but you have ambitions that are pretty big there, big guy. And, and so there was a lot of challenges that came up against me. Um, and that's when the game really began. And, and then you have to make real decisions at that point. Do you want to own, and a Shark Tank really has shown a lot of that. Do you want to own 100% of everything of your business and not, and not be able to take on the big boys? Or do you need to get a good partner? Do you need to get a stronger distribution relationship? Do you, and, and all these things start to add up. That's awesome. That's a great story. And, and, you know, it's fascinating to hear and to be able to share this with everybody. Um, you know, how, you know, you basically created something from out of nowhere and your, your drive and your passion, you know, killed it and crushed it. So kudos to you, man. Congratulations on all the success that you had. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, did you ever have one of those doubts while you were going through the journey? You know, it, it gets pretty tough sometimes that you felt that, you know, it was time maybe to quit and go look for something else, uh, you know, even a job or maybe another business. You have one of those moments back in, in your story? I think I did. I mean, I had many moments like that. I mean, there's a lot of things. This is the biggest, if you're going into business to attack a big market and your passion and your dream, you're taking on the biggest thing in the world. This is, this is like uh, becoming a professional athlete at the elitist level. This is the big time. And you go through a lot. It's, you go through more in a business than you're ever going to go through in anything in your life. I would honestly say that. This is um, times where people are going to jump on your bandwagon, um, and then there's people going to jump off your bandwagon. You're winning one day. You're losing the next day. You're running out of cash flow. Then you got to be able to be – you have to be able to sell everybody, not just – uh, the market. You have to sell your employees. Sometimes they may not be able to take a paycheck and you've got to be able to say, Hey man, I need you to hang in there with me. And they've got to see the content of your character to get them to sign on. If you're weak in a lot of ways and you're not a good person, then you're not going to be able to keep people on. 
people buy into that loyalty, they, they buy into who they think you might be. And for my story, people got a good glimpse of who I was because I was fighting for Kate. So you've got to be able to hang in there. And for me, you know, I like to look back and say I never would have quit, but I almost quit many times internally. I'm like, whether I was at a having a beer at a bar, downtrodden, my wife saying, let's get out of here and go do something healthy or, or investors trying to say, hang in there with one more batch. I can do this. I'm really close to creating the perfect shake because I not only wanted to create a shake, I wanted to create the best tasting shake in the world. We want awards for that. We you know they're chocolate, vanilla, coffee. Um, all these flavors are fantastic. I wanted it to be like having an ice cream treat almost like a, with all these superfoods. So the threshold was so high. So I wasn't going to accept anything. So I had to, anything but the best. So I had to get everyone to stay on board with me during this journey. And so there were times where I really had to be disciplined and take care of myself. That's another thing for your listeners. You got to take care of your mental health, your physical health while you're going through this journey. You got to keep everything front and center, what you're doing it for. And it's usually not about buying a Porsche or having your dream car. Trust me, you'll get those things, but it's not about those things. This is about um, finding everything you have inside in your belief that you have something for the masses. You have something that you can share with the world. And there's no better feeling than the world saying back to you, you did it. It's a great feeling. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I couldn't agree more. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Like we were saying earlier, it's fascinating when, when you follow your passion, the opportunities that open, um, you completely forgot about all those, you know, physical things that, um, you know, they're nice to have, but that's not the purpose of what you do. No, it's not the journey. That's not, it's not, the, if you talk to every successful entrepreneur, every one of them, uh, they, they see that's not part of, it's not the real deal. I mean, maybe some of them like Floyd, the boxer goes out and buys billion dollar cars and does whatever. But a lot of the serious entrepreneurs have changed the world. One guy on my board, he started a huge company called Boston Scientific. And you look at him and it's the challenge. It's the reward of building a team, of doing something special. The respect you get from your family, that you're in the trenches trying to build a better life for them. Your legacy, giving back to the community. We have a charity division at K Farms where we give away, last year we gave away a million dollars for special needs families. You know, these things are all the fruits that one day you get to have. But during the struggle, it's like a movie. You're in a movie and it, it's that dramatic. And yeah, there yeah. is there is no glory. No one's giving you the pat on the back. It's you against the world and you don't get all the big executives and you don't get all the salaries. I mean, I, I had no salary. and it, It's it's uh, at the end, you hope to be able to tell the story that, that we begin to tell. Right. And, 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 you know, that's another thing that you, you touch a great point there. Like, you know, when you, when you are on the other side of the fence and you look back, like everything, everything joins and everything looks great. But when you're going through it, you really feel alone, you know, because it's you against the world um, because nobody's going to believe in you as much as you do in yourself. And I, I think you saw that firsthand, right? Well, and that's why this is my last, well, awesome question, by the way, really great because When you look at um, business school, it'll tell you margins, pro, you know, doing all these things, understanding all of these these things, boxes you need to check. But there's other things that that Kate Farms was born was not. We weren't checking boxes. We were checking, you know, the idea that you've got to create the best product and 
that means that it's a Steve Jobs idea, which is I'm going to create the best machine. I don't care about the parts. Forget about that. I'll go to my suppliers and figure out how to get the cost down eventually. I'm going to create the best machine, the best thing. And then I'm going to, the market is going to pay for it because they're going to believe in what I achieved. The same thing with Cape Farms. You create a drink. You don't worry about all that other stuff. You create the best. And you, you make a gamble that people are going to come and buy your shakes. Same with like a hotel. You build a beautiful hotel like the Wynn Hotel. He's gambling that if I give America the best, they're going to come pay for my product. And, and it's like, you know, one analogy I like to tell people when I was building Cape Farms, it's like the Apple phone. Who would have ever thought that there would be a glass on the front and people would pay $100 to fix every time it broke? And it's funny because Jobs sat in front of the board and the board of directors said, this is a crazy idea. We need to put a plastic on there. It's never going to sell. And he said, it's more beautiful. And it's, it's more intoxicating to look at. It's when people are going to spend time on it, that, that glass cover is going to be more pretty for them. Sometimes those aren't going to check the business school boxes of the right way to do things. You've got to break some rules. And with Kate Farms, we did that. We, we, I decided I was going to create the best product. By the time I got to market, the world hadn't voted yet. No one bought my drink, but I knew they were. Because I, I had an idea. I spent so much time on creating the best and knowing what the consumer wanted. They already knew they were going to. And I bet you that Steve Jobs knew that, the, that they were going to, it was going to be the biggest product in history with his phone. So a lot of times when you're worrying about, oh, am I going to make it? Is it going to be okay? You may have made some mistakes. You need to really iterate sometimes, but other times you need to build the best and the people will come and know it in your heart. You've done the best. And usually you'll have success from that. Yeah, it's such a great um, example of, of visualization. I mean, you knew you knew that you had the, the end result in mind and you wanted that one thing that was going to be the best in the world. And you just did, you know, you basically did reverse engineer. I mean, you, you knew what That's you it, wanted. Yeah. And, and you went backwards. Like, you, okay, what do I have to do to get there? Right. And people, when you do that, I got news for you. If you're a new entrepreneur out here and you're doing that, people are, are going to be like, wow, no one wanted to hear me. I mean, like, you're going to build the best. You're going to compete with the best. You're going to compete with Nestle. You're going to compete with all these players. No one really wants to hear you because, right. you know, but once you do, all of a sudden, we're all people. We all put on our clothes in the same way. You know, you could be great starting from the best in mind. And knowing really inside of yourself, once you read enough and educate yourself enough, we're all people. And you can be just as great. You're just as brilliant as another guy that's creating a billion-dollar company. And if you have that type of internal confidence in yourself, you're probably going to do something special. But if you're just the guy that's going to create, you know, better this, and you're just trying to make a living, and you're not setting your goals high enough, the world will make you bend. The world's going to make you bend. And, you, and if you create something defiantly that will not make you bend, you're going to get rewarded for it. Yeah, that's such a, such a great uh, you know, note there. And hopefully everybody that is listening resonates with this and, and understands that you know, to be the best, it really takes for you to be the best and have the best idea. And don't try to just be a better version, but try to kill it and crush it. And, and that's what you did with Kate Farms. And so, you know, it's such a yeah, nice well, thing. That's what you just said right there is um, – don't try to make it necessarily better. How about disrupt and reinvent and make, make up your own rules and, and, and iterate your way a little bit. Learn from others. Go out. Read biographies. For, you know, listen to the professionals for sure. But a lot of this is an art. It's not just a science. Business and entrepreneurship is an art. 
it's an absolute art. It is. Yeah. So, totally agree with you. I mean, I've never, I've never actually probably heard it before, but I do agree now that you're saying it. Like it's, still, <laughs> okay. you know, it's one of those things that, yeah, for sure. So, and, and you were talking about some people that, you know, because you always hear all the downside when you, when you share an idea and I went through this person, you know, firsthand, when you share an idea with somebody, instead of somebody cheering you up or trying to inspire you to keep going and to, Oh yeah, that's a great idea. First thing they do is they try to drag you down. And that's what they did with you. I mean, they were, they were telling you like, you're going to compete against this guy and against that guy. It's like, how are you going to do it? How, how right. I want, I just, I, I'm just, I just want to hear this for fun. Like how many times would you say you hear, you heard something like that? For two years. Well, around a year and a half, people knew I was on to something six months before I went to market. Um, but I heard it a lot. Um, and here, you know, you have to understand, I launched the company. I'm 44. Now I launched the company. When I was 30, uh, went live at 40, 38 years old. So, th so I wasn't some guy that was balling and, and, and had some huge successes in other ventures. I mean, I, I was a guy that was trying and trying and, and trying another venture and trying things. And, So the Cape Farms story was even when I was trying the business, my goal still was to feed my daughter. Did, I knew I was going to create a product that probably be a decent business, but it was really just to feed my daughter. I didn't know that it would give me a lot of income, to be honest, like it, it did. But, and that's why another thing, you know, go try things, that, go down a route. If you have passion, you never know what that market size is or how big the business can end up being. It could be a lot more valuable than you could think, um, valuable than you could think. So yeah, it's, uh, it's fascinating to, to look at the, how many, how many times people say you're not going to do it. And, and, um, and you've got to, there is times to quit in business. And usually it's to do with not having um, a market size, not having access to a little bit of capital to get you going. And um, that's the first thing that you, you really, really have to fight for too. Not only is it good enough to have a product, but you've got to fight to tell your story to, to investors to get seed capital to do what you need to do. Um, and for me, it was a very small amount, uh, but, but I got that amount, 30,000 bucks or something like that. That's awesome, man. That's, you know, that's very, very cool. And now that you're able to look back and, and share your story today, um, you know, years later, what do you think is your secret to your success to that got you to where you are right now? Well, What works for one stage of your company for Kate Farms, you know, I built the shake. I succeeded. I, we talked about this earlier, ran up against market problems. I came out so quick. The story was kind of in Forbes. It was a good story. And then competitors went after me. And before you know it, I was in big trouble. So you, you have to know when it's time to, you see this on Shark Tank all the time. These guys, they get a deal of a lifetime and they go, no, I don't want to do the deal. Right. Well, so you have to make a decision now 2.0 of the company is you've got to always learn new skills to move forward, to grow your company. My new skill was how to work with a larger team, a better team at Cape Farms that could grow, the, that bring my solution to the masses. And so I interviewed a lot of private equity groups and didn't trust a lot of them. And I said, no, when I, they were going to give me a lot of, a lot of money. And I said, no, because my baby needed to be protected by an honorable person who I really had faith to take the company to the next level. So my, my advice is to create the best product in the world you can. Know when it's time to, what your goal is, what's the, what's the time to grow a bigger company? What are the partners you're going to need? What are the assets you're going to change from being a, a one-man shop? Because you know what? You're going to want to have time to go enjoy your life once you've created something successful. 
So you need to bring a team on that can help you do that. And that's another process. You better be good at selling uh, the people that need to join your venture, join your cause, join your, um, your disruption of whatever you're doing out there. Um, and, and that's what makes a great CEO is to be able to, to do that. You've got to be able to, to continually sell it. And so keep, keep knowing where you're at in your business and, and, and find that grit inside yourself to attract the, the partners and investors and people you need to go create your disruption, uh, hopefully huge billion dollar business. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. You know, that's, that's awesome, man. And, and thanks so much for sharing that. Um, and so for now, I want to, I want to change gears a little bit from your story and play this little game that I like to call the hustle round where basically I give you a word and then the first word that pops in mind, that's the one you can say out loud. Okay. Um, very easy questions. You're going to be very familiar with all of them. You probably use them every day. Um, but you know, I love to hear, you know, what your take is on, on each of them and, and it's hard, you know, I know entrepreneurs, um, you know, we tend to talk a lot and we want to give a long explanation. So that's when the, when it gets fun, try to stick it to, try to stick to one word, um, as much as you can. I Sounds will. like a plan. All right, here we go. Hustle. Do it now. Work. Harder than you've ever worked. Employee. Hard. Family member. Boss. Clean the toilet. <laughs> Rules. <laughs> Know when to break them. College. Overrated. Fear. Embrace it. Face it. Weakness. Fight. Strengths. Play to them. Motivation. Internal. And last but not least, books. One book? Whatever, whatever comes to mind when I say books. Uh, Victor Frankl, Man's Search for Meaning. Awesome. Great, great book for business, by the way. I'll, and, I'll, have, to, I'll have to check it out. <laughs> <laughs> and I got one, and I've got one other bit, other book. It's not a business book. That one, that's a psychology book, but it's a great one. Um, God, what's the name of the book? God, forgot it. <laughs> it's uh, go. God, I have to, I have to, because this is a. Uh, I'll have to email it to you. Okay. Yeah. Please do. Let, let let us know, and we'll we'll include it in the show notes so everybody listening can go check it out. So, I mean, you, you've come a long way, and I'm very proud of everything that you've achieved, and and I know that I've got the book. I've got the book oh. now. I just I forget it. Sorry to think and grow rich, not for money. Oh. Think grow rich, not for money. It has nothing to do with money. I, when I finally started Cape Farms and created plant-based nutrition at this level, I realized that that book tells the secret to the whole thing, which is what we talked about, which is a burning desire beyond the scope of imagination that will tear down all the walls. And that's the whole theme of the book. And that's actually my favorite book of all times. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's great. It's a great book. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So, I mean, I just want to, you know, congratulate you and really, you know, I feel, I feel honored and grateful to have you here. And I really am very proud of everything that you guys are doing and everything that you've done. And I know there's still a lot to go, you know, the, this, the game's still on and I knew it will continue to explode and I, and, and I know you, you will. Um, but I want to, you know, share a little word. If, if you have a, a hustling word or a quote or anything that you could share with our hustlers that are listening right now, to inspire them because they're probably, they have the job and maybe they want to quit their job to go, to go entrepreneurship full-time, or maybe they started the business, but they're not at the point where they, where they want to be yet. What would you say to them to inspire them? It's not, uh, look, there's no right time to get married and have a baby and there's no right time to have a business. We, we can all postpone, wait for that safe moment. It's inherently um, as unsafe to stay at a job 
as it is to go out and get it done. Fight for yourself. You deserve it. I mean, look, here's the deal. You can always go back to a job. Yeah, you'll eat ramen noodles, eat some tuna fish out of a can, but you're going to have a hell of a story, okay? And that's what it's all about is be able to have a journey. This is, this is one of the most fantastic journeys of a lifetime. This is not about collecting a paycheck to survive. This is about you revolutionizing the world your way. And if you fail out terribly and it's some horrible venture, you're probably going to want to do it again. I'm telling you, it's addictive. <laughs> it so, is. so, you know, I, I just, just me saying that inspires me. I wish someone would say that, said that to me, really, because don't wait for the right time. Um, align yourself. Think about it till you can't think anymore. Late at night, I did the same thing. You think about it all day. You sat, before they had internet, I was at the bookstore all day. You're just thinking, what can I do? Then I stopped thinking about it. And Kate came along, but I, you know, I had no business starting the business. I had, I didn't have enough money to start it, but I did it. And, um, so there's no right time. Awesome. And you, and, and by the time that this, you know, everybody's listening, I'm, I'm one month away from getting married too. And, and what is crazy is you just described my lunch right now too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I tune out the kid? No, no, no. I mean, um, my lunch, the, oh. you know, the, the, the ramen soup and the, and the, and the, yeah, you know, the, the ramen pastel, noodles. you know, try to try to survive. <laughs> hey, hey, you're getting married. You're on a budget, buddy. Yeah. You're well, yeah. To, and, and you're going to have, you're going to be in the hustle game for the next 20 years. Cause you're going to want to have children and that's a, a million dollar endeavor itself. Oh so, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but well, hey, really, it's worth it. Nothing's yeah. better. Nothing, nothing's better. Michelle Laver at K farms, the caretaker of Kate, really, there's nothing better than a supportive marriage. It's almost impossible. You really need to, to, to um, marry well too. <laughs> have a good girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, I, you know, again, thank you so much for being here. I just want people to, uh, if there's a way to connect with you or maybe follow what Kate Farms is up to or, you know, how can they connect? Where can they find more about you? That's a great question. Thank you. So you can find us in retail stores in California, like Sprouts, Mother's Market, Amazon, Whole Foods, Northern California. On the East Coast, of the United States is uh, um, at Bristol Farms here. We have katefarms.com, www.katefarms.com. We have um, in the medical business, you can go to your local hospital or doctor, look for a local DME. We're covered by insurance if you have certain conditions. Um, that warrant a feeding tube uh, the, the, and plant-based allergies and you're having trouble, you can get them in both arenas. We have two different product categories. One's called Complete and for the retail markets and the other, uh, and you can find it on our store locator. The other one is called Core Essentials and Peptide for Medical. So this is a two-pronged business for both. Awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for being here, for taking the time. I know you're super busy and we actually, um, you know, thanks so much for joining. Even you were on the road. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And I hope, you know, we touch some, some people today with, with sharing your story and we got them inspired. Oh, awesome. Thanks, Christian. And I'd love to do it again when we take it to the next level.
guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Hustle Show audio experience. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And even if you didn't, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. It's still free. Visit thehustleshow.co for all the show notes and to watch the video experience of this episode. We'll see you soon.